Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast, giving you the best tips on achieving the perfect renovation whilst making it as fun, safe, and as cost-effective as possible by hearing from experts in the industry and people that have been through the experience themselves. Let me introduce your host, four times award winner of world-leading interior design website, House, and over 16 years in the industry, renovating just over 250 properties, James Woodham. One of the major considerations you need to be making when renovating your home is lighting. The type of lights, light switches, and even the type of bulbs. Thanks to an incredible guy, Massimo Minali, London-based architect and industrial designer, he made lighting sexy. On this episode, I speak to him about his journey and rapid success on his home fashion label, Buster and Punch. Collaborating with some great musicians and artists, the expansion into the US and more. I'm a very big fan of his creations and I really enjoyed speaking to Massimo, a very down-to-earth guy with a passionate vision. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Come and tell us about it and what you think of it uh, in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the property renovation podcast. You can also come onto our Instagram page. Uh, check us out on Instagram, the property renovation podcast, uh, the show notes and the pictures to some of the products will be put onto the blog later this week with links to their website and more. But lastly, don't forget, go and check out their short film, Switch Up launching on May the 8th on their website, busterandpunch.com. So go and check that out. With that said, let's get into the show. So hello and welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. On today's episode, I am super excited to have Massimo Buster Minali of Buster and Punch as our guest. And uh, Massimo is a London architect and industrial designer who launched Buster and Punch back in 2012. Um, now, I'll be quite surprised if you do not know this company. They've been making quite a big impact uh, in the home fashion industry with their beautiful industrial style products. I'm a big fan and I cannot wait to get started on this interview. So, Massimo, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, James. Thanks for the lovely introduction. I hope I can live up to it. No and, problem. Uh, it's great to be here. No problem. So, um, listen, can you just describe in a sentence Buster and Punch and what it offers? Um, yeah, so Buster and Punch is, we, we, we like to call ourselves a, one of the world's first home fashion labels. And mm-hmm. we essentially work with solid metals uh, and we make everything from custom motorcycles to door handles to light switches. Uh, we, we're essentially, we're makers, um, but we come, come at it from a, a, a fun, different angle. Yeah, sounds pretty enjoyable to be in that kind of industry, tinkering away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's basically just a, a massive garden workshop. Yeah, yeah, uh, that we can make money from, which is great. <laughs> cool. Um, and the name Buster and Punch is—it's definitely quite catchy um, and unique. So, how did you come up with the name? Tell us about that. Uh, so, Buster and Punch is uh, well, essentially, my middle name is Buster, and uh, my brother's middle name is Punch. Um, so no magic to it, uh, probably slightly drunk parents, but there are real names, although my brother's not part of the company. So, uh, yeah, it's, it just became Buster and Punch cause I couldn't get Buster.com basically. So, uh, really? <laughs> that's, why, that's why we got the weird name, but it's kind of, uh, it's got a nice sort of English flavor to it. Um, so cool. yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so can you tell us about your first shop? Um, do you remember 
like what you felt like in having your first shot and like where where was it anyway um so basically i mean the well the company started uh way back in 2012 um i was an architect at the time um working for a large architecture firm sort of getting pretty frustrated in how slow the industry is it takes a long time to design and build buildings so by day I was an architect and then by night um, I was making custom motorbikes. So essentially our sort of first, first shop was actually um, a small garage just outside of Hackney. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we, uh, yeah, we just started making custom motorbikes. Um, we started selling them to sort of London's rock star glitterati and, and fashion designers and interesting people in London. Um, and that's kind of how the company started. And then we just... Uh, we opened another shop in Stockholm, or, um, sort of 2014, uh, and we've just opened a new new shop in Shoreditch in East London, uh, just off Old Street Roundabout. Um, so that's our sort of uh, first proper retail store in London, if you like. Yeah, that's the one that I went to. I, I was down okay. there a few weeks ago, so um, and I met your your team now. I, I, I yeah. love the product; they're great. Um, and uh, yeah, Hackney. I used to come from Hackney, actually. Um, it's around Victoria Park, so. and, and you're still alive, so that's great, I'm James. Still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much more gentrified now, but back then it was. Uh, we were just off Murder Mile, and it was uh, yeah, crazy, uh, exotic. I think is the word to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so listen, uh, we understand that you do a lot of collaborations with like fashion brands and musicians. Um, it seems to be quite. A departure from the world of interiors so why did you guys do why do you guys do that um i mean essentially i mean we i mean i suppose to tell you a little bit about what we make is probably best now mm. and then we sort of go back but um yeah. i mean essentially we sort of take as a company we take boring functional home fittings so things like light bulbs door handles light switches cabinet pools and we try and sort of reinvent the way that they work uh, the way that they look, and most importantly, the way that you sort of feel about them. Mm-hmm. So historically, we, you know, people have seen these little details of your home as things that they have to to to, to buy just to finish their home. They didn't see them as, as sort of must-haves that can essentially make your home. So I suppose that that sort of tells the story of what we make now. Um, going back to this idea of sort of collaborations um, and why we work with a bunch of sort of weird and wonderful people outside of the the world of interiors is essentially, you know, we, we come from a subculture. So we started life making custom motorbikes, which was quite an underground scene. Yeah. Um, and because we did that today, we are very much the black sheep of the interiors industry. You know, we, we're not the guys that do neutral. Uh, we're not the guys that, um, do trend led, um, products. Um, we are the guys that do what, uh, we love to do, which is basically yeah. work with heavy solid metals. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I suppose I've always been from come from the impression that the interiors industry is is slightly behind the times, if you like, and it sort of constantly feeds punters or customers or followers with what they want to see. So nice pictures of kitchens, uh, the perfect bathroom, how to make a cozy nook in your home. You know those sorts of things are what you read about in interior magazines full yeah. of custom images of products, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And because we come from this subculture side, we always sort of have operated more like a fashion brand in the sense that we 
kind of like to challenge our customers and followers, mm-hmm. give them sort of content and weird products that kind of surprise and also um, draw them from other parts of society, whether it's music, fashion, yeah. or tattooing or street artists into interiors rather than sort of just relying on the people that like interiors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I suppose, you know, we, we've worked with, oh God, we've worked with people like the Q Awards. You know, we make all the awards for the Q Awards. Um, the Brits, we'd make all the awards for the Brits. Uh, we nice. worked with Justin Deacon, who's like a, an amazing boot maker. We launched a limited um, edition boot, which is quite odd for a company that also makes light switches. Uh, we've worked with Michelin-starred chef Tom Sellers to do a sort of like um, candle holder that can hold duck fat. Um, and, you know, we work with big brands like Rolls-Royce. We've also worked with Rolls-Royce. So we kind of like, we like to work with young, talented people, not within our industry. So mm-hmm. within the sort of circles that actually uh, our friends are in, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, we're not your traditional interiors company. We're, we're much more of like a something weirder that's just annoying everyone. So would you would you would you say that you're disrupting the industry in that kind of sense? Yeah, I mean the word disruption is just touted around everywhere. Everyone just wants to be a disruptor of the industry. Um, uh, I, I suppose you know we're doing something very new. Mm-hmm. Um, we come from a very sort of uh, strange place that magazines can't quite put their finger on. Um, you know, it's never been done before taking people from making motorbikes or dealing with musicians or working with film stars to come in and do interior products. Yeah. So we're quite hard to sort of contain what we do and we love to make, you know, ordinary, I'm going to say boring type products, led light bulbs, light switches, handles, we like to reinvent them, make them really exciting, but we inject this sort of lifestyle, which is to do with London and to do with making motorbikes and this like whole other energy. Um, so in that sort of sense, I suppose from the lifestyle stuff, we are bringing something a bit fresher to the industry. Yeah. It's been done before. It's been done in fashion. It's been done in music. It's just mm-hmm. the interiors is a little bit behind. So yeah, uh, more probably loud, shouty, annoying black sheep rather than disruptors but you know well yeah, you i mean it's <laughs> it's certainly working though because people are absolutely loving the products um you know you've you've uh, expanded like amazingly over the past few years you know and uh, um I, I i really you know think it's, it's got a lot of um a long um a long future yeah so, so. Um, yeah I, I, I appreciate that i mean we um god when we started we 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 made lights and we made uh, some furniture. Uh, and actually, you know, the sort of moment, the aha moment, if you like, for us was when we launched our first light switch range. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, four or five years ago. And I remember coming into our Stockholm store and we had uh, a queue around the block of young, cool people trying to buy light switches, you know, and that sort of summed up kind of what we wanted to do. Um, because before that, no one looked at a light switch and went, I've got to change my light switches. Everyone just saw that as something that turns on a light, right? Yeah. So we're kind of trying to change a little bit how people see these um, ordinary things that they probably never thought they needed to change, but now they kind of need to change. Um, yeah, I, so, yeah. 
I, I think if anyone's doing their home up, it's, it's an important uh, consideration to make. You know, people go through complete lighting designs and um, think about uh, their, their, the, the materials that they have in their home more and more these days. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah. of course. Yeah. And they're the things that people touch, you know, 50, 100 times a day. So yeah. probably more important than, than kind of people give them credit. But, yeah. yeah. Um, can we talk about the, the Buster LED light bulb? Um, was this, um, this was the first creation in your lighting? Um, no, we, I mean, we, we actually made a, a lighting range called hooked before, which uh-huh. is, was our first lighting range, which basically sort of introduced the world to the idea of hooking your lights over your furniture rather than just relying on where your ceiling rose is, mm-hmm. um, which was a really successful range for us still is. Um, but we could kind of see that this filament old style filament bulb, um, epidemic, I'm going to call it, was kind of coming to an end, firstly, because uh, they're being phased out by every sort of country or government mm-hmm. of the world. Um, and secondly, because, you know, every mid to crappy bistro pub from London to New York had these filament style bulbs in them. Uh, and I think everyone was just getting overloaded with it and wanted uh, the antidote to it, for example. So we kind of, a long time ago, actually, the first product we started design was this bulb. So we, um, uh, we set upon the challenge, we being a couple of guys in a motorbike garage, to try and design the world's first designer LED bulb. Um, it had been done with CFL before, but it hadn't been done with LED. Um, all the big bulb companies were doing it, trying to do it. Sorry, Philips tried to do it. Osram were trying to do it. Um, uh, all these massive, massive, massive companies that had million pounds R&D budgets were trying to make the world's first designer LED bulb. Mm-hmm. By some uh, twist of weird fate or magic trick or something, we managed to beat these guys to it and we launched the world's first LED bulb, which we called the Buster Bulb in, um, during Milan Design Week in 2015 um, to massive uh, plaudits, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was sort of the product that kind of almost killed us, but now it's kind of also made us. So right. it's right. a bittersweet product. Um, yeah. It's super fresh. You know, there's a lot of um, LED filament bulbs on the market. They all try and imitate what the old style LED filament was like. Yeah. Imitation's never a good thing, whereas our bulb is a complete, completely new sort of patented innovation system, uh, which looks at sort of hiding the LED and using filters to make it look beautiful rather than trying to imitate what an old-style LED bulb used to look like. So, yeah, um, yeah, good and a bad one. It's the one that you get tattooed because it almost killed you, but it's also... <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard you uh, <laughs> refer to it, actually, as um, sexy. And uh, I, I think that's completely a good description for that kind of bulb actually yeah it's uh yeah it's, uh, yeah i mean when we launched it, it was it was pretty revolutionary and uh yeah uh, sexy man it was sexy <laughs> <laughs> good okay um so you've just released your your latest collection recently um can you just tell us a little bit about that what's it called uh yeah so we just um we just released uh, a collection called caged it's a collection of uh, lighting products. Um, essentially, it's taking um, the box light, which people are kind of familiar with. There's been box lights since 
Victorian era, probably. Um, and we've uh, sort of reinvented it, tried to make it feel a lot more modern and fresh. They basically have um, uh, different back panels in them. So there's a white marble back panel, black marble back panel, and a brushed steel back panel, whereas traditionally they've just been, in, historically they've just been black boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a full range of different sizes. It's a modular system, so you're meant to sort of uh you can make different pattern arrangements uh there it's a range of wall lights and ceiling lights um the bigger ceiling lights haven't quite been launched but they'll be launched soon but um you know check out the website um we keep selling out of them so uh yeah we hope it's going to be a good range and they show off our light bulbs so the whole idea of them was that we were going to frame our bowl which you just talked about so um Yeah. yeah yeah it's exciting cool um what else have I got here? So um, now I know that you've been working very hard um, on an exciting short video project. Um, so could you just tell our listeners about that? Yeah. Um, what's the idea behind it? Uh, so basically, I mean, you know, as we as we've spoken about before, we are we try and represent London subculture as best we can. Um, we wanted to uh, do something well out there that other interiors brands or companies wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, so we sort of set on this quest to pull together, you know, all of our favorite young talented people from fashion, film, music, uh, and, and basically make a short movie. Yeah. Um, and an original grime, uh, London grime track, which will be on Spotify. Uh, and, and basically it's a, it's a fun short movie that's based around, uh, two characters, Buster and Punch. They're like two female motorbike riding cyborgs uh, that are sent to demolish all crappy plastic products and, and replace with our solid metal gear. You know, there's flamethrowers in it. There's motorbikes. There's all that fun stuff. Um, it's definitely out there. Um, but it kind of, we want it to represent where we've come from and kind of, you know, where we're going, which is this kind of like, you know, more fashion-y, um, futuristic side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the movie features some great people. We've got supermodel Kaiser Westberg, who's Buster. Um, we've got a, an amazing robotics dance artist called Bianca, who's Punch. Um, and then, you know, our, our sort of, we've also got a cameo from probably the hottest UK rapper at the moment called Miss Banks, who, who also features the vocals on our, uh, track which is called switch up and that'll be on uh, spotify to listen to um, but anyway the film launches on our website may the 8th it's bonkers it's fun um so click on look for it um also you can go and listen to the song which is an original song by um a chat called orphy noah featuring miss banks all about london go and listen to that on spotify i think it's gonna be on itunes as well um yeah and it's just like you know a, a weird sort of uh blend of all these great cultures that we love infused with a bit of interiors um you know just makes people think challenges people it's not a picture of a kitchen but it's um yeah it's exciting how how long was you planning that for how long was you doing it oh we've been we've been we've been trying about a year about (laughs) two two days to film but we've been planning it and trying to rope people to do it for no money at all for about a year now um but yeah the the cast is is crazy good so um yeah, yeah watch it 
I cannot wait. I can't wait to watch that. Cool. Um, I'm going to actually, just for our listeners, I'm going to put the link when, when it goes live. I'm going to put the link uh, from, oh, from our blog. Right. Oh, so that's good. good. Cool. Um, so I've I've recently seen images of actually your your home in Stockholm. Yep. Um, and a really good write up as well uh, from Nordic Designs website. And it's definitely industrial and modern um, and cool. So, um, but what made you move to Stockholm and, and call that your home? Um, long and short of it, the love of my life. What can I say? So I met my wife in London. Uh, we lived here for oh, five six years. Um, and as all good Swedish girls do, they miss home. So we, we went to spend a summer there. Summer became a winter, a cold winter, a Game of Thrones winter. And then, <laughs> it became a, then it became a summer again. And, uh, yeah, and we just sort of, you know, we just, just enjoy it. We now got a little boy. So love, what can I say, James? Love hey. took me over there. Mate, yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too is exactly what happened to me as well. <laughs> there you go. It's quite funny because every single English expat that you meet in a European city, it's all because of love. Yeah. But you never see English girls out there. So I'm, not <laughs> sure, I'm not quite sure what that means for us. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're the, the, the better race, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so other than making motorbikes, is there anywhere else that you get your inspiration from? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, as I said before, you know, we, we, we don't take inspiration from the interiors world. Mm. Um, because if we do our products, we look like everyone else's products. Uh, we try and, we try and draw on everything London. We consider ourselves a very London brand or label. Um, and, you know, we, we, we just take inspiration from, from the subcultures, the people, the talent that make up this city and, uh, you know, keep reading, keep listening, keep hanging out, try and get off your phone, you know, keep speaking to people. And, you know, that, that's where you get these sort of bolts of inspiration that, that become products and weird things. And yeah, just, um, just that really. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, What's what is your mission? Um, like, can you tell us anything exciting other than the video that's coming out? But like, brands working with uh, working for the brand actually. Uh, that is a big, big question, James. Uh, I suppose um, I suppose my my, my mission is quite simple, and mm. that I want Buster and Punch to become the world's first true home fashion label. Mm. You know, and and by that I kind of mean that. We want to see people queuing up outside of our stores, trying to get their hands on the latest door handle in the same way that someone would uh, an Alexander Wang drop or something like that. You know, we want to see people shopping our interior products the same way that they would shop fashion products. Mm -hmm. Um, Something so that our products are something more than what they do. They have like a thing about them, they have a culture and a community around them. So that's kind of like the long-term plan. Cool. Uh, I think in the near, near future, you know, we're, we're, we're just launched into North America. So we have now a showroom in LA, um, which will hopefully soon be a store. Um, so we're, we're, we're launching um, our brand into New York in May the 20th, where we're taking part in the ICFF, um, which is a trade show there, which is part of New York Design Week, uh, takes place May 20 to 23. Um, and we are launching our US electricity range, which we're hoping will um, 
make a big old stir over there stateside. So, um, yeah, kind of big mission, little mission first. (laughs) Good, good, good. Um, so the stores that you've got there in London, in, in old street, Shoreditch, um, and in Stockholm as well. Yep. Any other stores at the moment? Uh, there are plans on pieces of paper for uh, a New York and an LA store. Yeah, that, that looks... soonish. So yeah. let's, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. And Retail's hard, you know. Yeah. It's got to be something that's uh, an experience rather than just a shop. You know, every one of our stores is very different. Our Stockholm store is set up like uh, an apartment. Yeah. Uh, whereas our London store is set up more like a local hardware store where we're trying to sort of take back a bit of power from the big box DIY stores like B&Q and get people to kind of shop more locally, uh, get into making stuff a little bit more. So each store is very different depending on where it sits. And it makes it very, very interesting anyway, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, But you've got stockists like across Europe. Um, Yeah. So we're selling to God, 60, 60 different countries. Um, so hopefully Fantastic. people can get hold of our stuff. Also, um, we ship all over the world. So if you go to bustroompunch.com, yeah. um, click and buy. Good. Yeah, I was, just, I was just about to say, <laughs> so the words out of my mouth. So definitely go and check out um, Buster and Punch. You can go to their website, busterandpunch.com. Uh, listen, Massimo, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it a lot. Um, and listen, don't, um, wait, don't be super excited about uh, that uh, short film coming out on May the 8th, right? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Good, good. And uh, again, yeah, thank you very much. Good man. Thank you, James. No problem. Uh, yeah, switch up May the 8th. I don't want to spend a year switch of my life making a movie that only my mum watches. So switch up May the 8th and listen to the song. That's the one. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, James. If you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home, then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need. With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.